Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. The pandemic has accelerated remote work, continuing a trend that was already underway. When you look at the rate of acceleration, it's as if we jump forward 25 years in the span of less than a year. On today's show, we're going to zero in on the office market, but we're going to look at San Francisco as a bellwether for what might be happening elsewhere. In short, San Francisco's office market is struggling, despite several deals closing and a handful of sales transactions. The city, and in particular the financial district, is continuing to struggle to recover from the post-pandemic-induced drop in office use. Vacant office space increased to 24.1% as larger blocks continue to hit the market. That's from a report from real estate services from JLL, which last quarter pegged the city's total vacancy rate at 22.4%. When the company is projected, it will reach 25% by the end of the year. Another firm tracking office space, Collier's, projects the year-end vacancy to land at 22.7%. Collier's data also shows an uptick in citywide vacancy in the third quarter, which the firm says reached 21.6%, up from 19.9% in the second quarter. According to Collier's, 10.6 million square feet in the financial district alone sat vacant in the third quarter, translating into a 19% vacancy rate in that submarket. Close to 24% of the space in the financial district was registered as available. That percentage includes space that is occupied or under construction but could still be available. And for the overall market, availability reached 27.2%. These are shocking numbers. The rise in vacancy comes as both Collier's and JLL reported closing several lease deals. You wouldn't think that large deals for office space are getting done at the moment. They are rare. According to JLL, three lease deals over 50,000 square feet closed in the third quarter, the largest of which was the Google Cloud taking 300,000 square feet in a sublease at 510 Townsend Street. Other lease transactions were almost exclusively in Class A buildings. They include two new leases at number 4 Embarcadero Center, that's by venture capital firm Vista Equity Partners, and Matthews Capital Management. There was a renewal for 34,000 square foot sublease deal at number 1 Bush by Farella Braun, and then another sublease by Asana, which claimed 70,000 square feet at 680 Folsom. That space was listed by Macy's.com in 2020. And then finally, Planet Labs renewed a 72,000 square foot lease at 645 Harrison Street. Despite these gains, a significant amount of space was listed for sublease by companies that have embraced the hybrid work model. That includes Twilio, which according to JLL put two floors up for sublease at, at 101 Spear Street. And then you've got Salesforce, which was building a building prior to the pandemic, having walked away from that deal, They've listed nearly half of their office space at number 50 Fremont and put that up for sublease. Airbnb has steadily reduced its five-building campus in the Showplace Square down to one building. And in the third quarter, they put up an entire 150,000-square-foot office building at 999 Brannon up for sublease. JLL reports that overall tenant demand has dropped to 3.1 million square feet of active requirements. And that's even despite firms like Vest Equity Partners that have explained interest in expanding into the city. Vista not only renewed its lease at number four in Barcadero, but it doubled the space it occupies in August to 45,000 square feet. On the sales side, a 23,700 square foot Class B building at 1210 Market Street sold for 7.6 million. That deal was identified as a distressed sale. That's a sale price of $320 per square foot. Considering the cost of construction in downtown San Francisco, that property sold for far below construction costs. That was actually quite a good deal. 
two other Class B buildings, each at about 20,000 square feet, sold at a more reasonable 600 bucks a square foot or a sale price of $12 million. These commodity building sales could indicate an interest in value-add or adaptive reuse of some existing buildings. These could be conversions to residential or some other use. As for rents, Colliers reported that effective rents are down from the previous quarter, and they're expected to fall further as landlords adjust to historically high vacancy and availability in the city. I'm expecting a lot of these leases are being written with a lot of tenant concessions. But the pain is not being distributed equally. Rates in a handful of top-tier buildings are actually on the rise. According to JLL, the upper floors in so-called trophy assets, like the Transamerica building or number 4 Embarcadero, continue to have asking rents up to 25% higher than the rest of the market, which in the third quarter saw 1.4% decline. And they're currently averaging $78 per square foot for space. That is still a premium rent, even in a downtown location. What this shows is the demand for office space is not disappearing, but it's absolutely changing. And companies that are looking to sublease space or lease space definitely can dictate the terms that they want based on the massive supply-demand imbalance. I personally would be very cautious about buying an office building, unless there were a unique set of circumstances. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.